Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Boards Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Daniel from Breach Fitness out of Houston, Texas. Welcome to the show, Daniel. How are you today? Thank you, Hannah. I'm doing well. Awesome. Super excited to have you on. Um, but before we dive into the business, how you run it, first tell us a little bit about what made you want to start the gym in the first place. Uh, I mean, there's a whole lot of things, but uh, you know, in a nutshell, I was working in the corporate world and um, working in PowerPoint reports, Excel spreadsheets, you know, every day. And although the money was great, I realized it's not really what I wanted to do. I wasn't happy doing that. And I didn't think that that's really what life was all about. And I just started thinking of the things that I love doing and what I enjoyed. And uh, two of those things were, you know, I was going to CrossFit on a daily basis and then it's also boxing three to four times a week. And uh, I thought it'd be really cool to put those two things together and bring these two things that I love so much to other people and maybe help change their lives just like I changed mine. Yeah, I love that. I love that you started as with a passion and then turned it into a business. Definitely the entrepreneur spirit there. Um, what year did you open? Uh, 2021, or actually January 1st, 2022 for any um, tax people out there. <laughs> IRS, don't come for us. No, that's awesome. Okay, so um, in that time, how have you been able to build a business up or how many members are you at now? I'm at 90 members now. Sweet. Um, goal is to get to about 150 by the end of next year. Sweet. Okay. We're definitely going to jump into that and how you plan to do that. But first, give us like a rundown of Breach Fitness. How do you describe it to someone who's never been in before? Uh, it's a beautiful gym, amazing community. Uh, we have, we offer both CrossFit and boxing classes. Uh we're open from 5 a.m. essentially until 8 p.m. Uh, all of our memberships are class-based in nature, so you, uh, our members can either do two classes, three classes, or unlimited classes per week for a set monthly membership. Uh, we're the only gym that I am aware of in Texas that uh, is a affiliated CrossFit gym and also a registered USA boxing gym. Uh, so we're not just teaching like boxing fitness or you're not, it's not like a nine rounds or something like that, where you come in and just hit a bag for nine rounds. We'll actually teach you the, uh, oldest form of Western martial arts, which is boxing, uh, how to, you know, your stance and how to throw punches, how to counter, how to move. And, uh, you know, there's a reason they call it a, the sweet science. It's a lifelong learning, uh, sport. So. Uh, yeah, that's us in a nutshell. That's awesome. I'm curious, like, what percent of your members box versus CrossFit, or is there a lot of, like, crossover there? There is actually quite a bit of crossover, which is really cool to see. I mean, that's why I started it, is, I, you know, having both the CrossFit and the boxing in uh, one place, as opposed to having it, like, having to have two different memberships. I'd say it's about, you know, 50-50. That fluctuates sometimes 40%, 60%. Uh, and I'd say about 20% of our members do both. Um, for those CrossFitters out there, you know, if you, the definition of CrossFit, a big piece of it is constantly varied, right? And however, 
what uh, most CrossFit gyms are missing is things like working on footwork and hand-eye coordination and um, that we work on a lot in boxing. So being able to incorporate both actually fits just right into that CrossFit methodology. Yeah, totally. So if somebody wants to buy like a package or the monthly membership, do they get access to both CrossFit and boxing? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, that's super unique. I like that. Um, so you mentioned you're at about 90 members. How have you been able to get people in the door? What's been like your marketing strategy this far? Uh, mainly social media. Uh, also like Google, you know, uh, I've done a little bit of Yelp, but I haven't really seen much from Yelp. Um I think the main thing has been social media and of course word of mouth, right? I mean, I think that's the biggest thing is when you get start getting a few people in and they can tell that you really care about what you're doing and your coaches do and uh and you care about them too, right? You care about their goals and their their health and getting them stronger and better. Uh they tell their friends and their friends talk about it and that that's that's huge. But uh Google reviews are good too. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Tell me more about social media. What do you use there? Facebook, Instagram, TikTok? Instagram. Yeah, mainly Instagram. I haven't uh, jumped on the TikTok train, although I think that would be a good idea. Uh, but it's been mainly Instagram. Gotcha. And, uh, and then, you know, Facebook or Meta bought Instagram. So pretty much anything I do on Instagram translates over to my, my Facebook page. But Instagram is definitely more popular, for, yeah. uh, especially for gems. Yeah, definitely. I feel like people want to see your gym and what's going on in there. So they kind of flock to, to Instagram or wherever there's pictures. Yeah. And, and stories, you know, using the yeah. stories is, is key. That's what I, you know, I'll, I'll just take video every day of, uh, you know, the gym and it's, it's a good reflection of like the energy that we have going on in there and seeing how the CrossFit kind of works with the boxing at the same time. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Have you done any sort of like paid advertising or has all of this been like organic? I started off doing a little paid advertising. Um, I think I was paying at one point like $500 a month when I first started, right? Those first few months. Uh, but now I'm doing it, letting it be more organic. I think the paid advertising, the advertising is really good when you're trying to initially get your name out there, right? Because you're paying to put this new, your new gym or your new business out in front of people that there, you know, there is no word of mouth. There's nothing their People aren't going to really find you any other way. So it's real important kind of to do that in the beginning. You don't have to do a lot. It doesn't have to be super expensive, but at least like that first six months, I did more paid advertising. Um, and now it's more organic. Gotcha. What were you putting money into? Was it social media flyers? Where is that budget going? Uh, both, you know, social media. So like paid uh, promotion on the, like on the posts that I was doing on Instagram, mm -hmm. uh, making flyers, you know, business cards, just that, that sort of thing. I also uh, was paying for like placement on Google. Um, so, you know, for like, I think anytime you're starting a new business, like those first six months, it's key to uh, invest in marketing the more than ever. And then, yeah. you know, that's how, cause that's, again, that's kind of how you get your name out there uh, and you force it on people. But then after that, allow it to be a little bit more organic. Yeah, I'm curious, how did your leads compare when you were paying for advertising the first six months versus now? Were you getting more leads then, now, or about the same? I mean, I think, we're getting 
I mean, I don't know. I, I use push press and I use their lead connector and grow software. And so, I mean, I have about 2000 leads in, in that and, you know, converting is about, I'm probably converted about 10% of them, but that's, I say it's, it's steady. So now when I'm not paying, it's about the same as it was when I was paying, doing the paid advertising in the beginning. And uh, again, that's because of the word of mouth, because of people talking and talking about my gym. And, uh, you know, the location where I'm at is also key. I'd say that's the biggest advertiser of all, advertisement of all. I'm like right in the heart of the Heights uh, in this place. It's just up and coming. I have all these new bars that are right next to me. Uh, I have two big garage doors in the front. So when I open those garage doors it's in, at nighttime, I mean, people just like, oh, what is that? Like Loud music and, and clinging yeah. music in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, and in my gym, you know, I've put... You probably won't believe me telling you this, but the past year I've worked about 20 hour days every single day and I built the gym myself. So it's, uh, but it's beautiful. It is. And so people just walk by and they're like, wow, what is that? And then they come in and see what we're all about. And uh, they're, they're, they're hooked, you know, they come in and then at least we get them in for a membership. That's awesome. You're definitely a true entrepreneur to put in 20 days and literally build it. That's yeah. That's yeah. Great. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so you get the leads in. How do you turn them into customers? What's like your sales process once you get someone in the door? Uh, we offer them a free trial class. And so, you know, we let them try the CrossFit or the boxing. If they were like, oh, yeah, CrossFit was cool, or like, oh, we, you know, we thought the boxing was cool, but we also want to try the, the boxing and vice versa, then we let them do it. You know, it's no big deal. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, I don't know, I'd say about 50% of people, 40% of people that we let do that join. Uh, I don't, I don't push sales real heavily. Like I, I, I want it to be more of an organic thing and them really want to join. Yeah. Uh, and you know, that, that, that works and it's been working. Good, good. Yeah. When you go for like the sale or ask someone, you know, like to join a membership what's like the biggest objection or like pushback you seem to get a lot of people with a lot of people it's just price price point my I, you know uh we my average uh revenue per month per member is about 220 dollars uh and then the base membership rates you know for two classes a week it's 140 dollars a month for three classes a week it's 160 dollars a month for unlimited it's 180 um and you know that's that's pretty standard it's as i'd say it's even reasonable considering where i'm at and like for crossfit gyms and for boxing gyms but a lot of people that are coming over from planet fitness or la fitness or you know something like that and they're just like what you know and they don't they don't understand the concept of and the the value provided by these classes versus just them going in on their own yeah, definitely. I think it just comes down to like showing the difference. I think it's awesome that you do the free class and the, maybe two free classes if they want to see the other side. So yeah, that's super cool. Um, as far as like once they're a member, how do you keep them long term? Like, what are your methods of retention, retaining clients? Uh, it's really it, it comes down to relationships. At the end of the day, I think is building a strong relationship with the, uh, people and showing them that you care and then you want to help them reach their goals, finding out what their goals are and, uh, and helping them get there. And, and then also in coaching, 
you know, we limit our class sizes to 14 people per class. So we're not one of these gyms that have 25, 30 people in a class doing advanced movements like the snatch or the, the clean or, you know, clean and jerk, stuff like that. And where half the class is doing it wrong, but the coach doesn't say anything. We, you know, we limit our class sizes to small classes so that we can make sure everybody's, you know, using the right weight and they're doing it correctly. And, uh, and I think that that in itself really keeps people there because they know that they're in a safe environment. They have coaches that care about them. They uh, don't want them to get injured and that are making sure that they're learning and doing these things properly, correctly. Um, and it, and, it, and it's something that, you know, is, it evolves as, as well. There's different uh, pieces, you know, just so many different things that you can do for your members at a gym uh, that just really show them that you care, that helps, you know, keep them longer. And, uh, and we're learning about that every day. So, yeah, I think that's super important, making sure everyone's safe. Like if your members are injured, they're not coming back next week. So yeah, exactly. yeah making, making sure your coaches are, are watching everyone and keeping those class sizes reasonable. I think that's great that you do that. Um, and then, okay. So if you were to give a piece of advice to someone who's opening a gym, what would be your biggest piece of advice? What was most surprising to you, um, when you decided to, to open your own space? Oh, there's so much, um, there's so many challenges and, you know, but my mindset is like, you know, if if you set your mind something to something, you can do anything you want you can, but a lot of people don't realize what that means. Like I said earlier, I worked 14 to 20 hour days every single day for a year building this place, right? Like, I don't know anybody that has done that. Like I'm the only one. And, and, and so it's not something that, Oh, I'm just going to open a gym and boom, it works. Right. For six months, there was days where no one came in, you know, and for a lot of people that would kind of just that, that you, you lose motivation or you just get kind of downtrodden. And, um, but you know, so that, that's, but that's normal when you're starting a new business. So you can't, you can't expect to, um, make a lot of money or any money really your first year. Most businesses go out of business in the first, you know, year, two years. Um, so just keep keeping that in mind. Also, depending on where you're opening the gym, uh, dealing with the city is tough. Uh, it's, it's real tough. So there's a lot of things that you know the different counties and governments like require from their from businesses that just make absolutely zero sense and um it you know it's figuring that all out on your own is almost impossible so you have you you'll have to hire somebody to do it for you and that's not cheap so that kind of leads down to financing how are you going to you know, come up with the money to finance your gym and it, it costs more than you think. Uh, so there's a, there's a lot, but it, but it's possible, right? You can, you can raise, you know, if you put a good business plan together, you can raise money, raise investors, or you can go to a bank, you can look at SBA loans. Uh, there's, there's just, there, there are a lot of options. You just have to put in the groundwork. You have to uh, put in the work and 
you know, don't give up. Absolutely. If, yeah. If it's yeah. something that you really, really want, but you have to really want it. Like <laughs> you may think you want it first, but you'll find out. <laughs> yeah. After a couple of 20 hour days, if you still want it, that means it's real. It's, it's meant for you. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, okay. Yeah. I think that's great advice. Um, as far as like you as a business owner, I mean, you mentioned like 20 hour days and, you know, wanting to grow this thing. How do you see yourself like long-term in the future? Do you want to be super in the business? Do you want to take more of a backseat to the business? I'd like to take more of a backseat and actually just train, you know, and I, I mean, we've created, I've created, myself and, and you know it, it takes a village so it's not it's not just me obviously it's, I say we it's just me on this interview but um you know I've had friends that came in and helped and but we've created something special here and uh I want to get it all the processes and everything just like as automated as possible so I can take a backseat and focus on on the training and the the things that I'm passionate about as opposed to you know, the day-to-day -day operations of running a business. That's the long-term goal. But I also wanted to uh, make me enough money to be financially stable. So it's a, it's a balance there. And we'll see how that works out. Yeah, definitely. I think those are really smart goals to have, especially if you want multiple locations, have something replicatable, something that, you know, you can implement and not have to be you all the time like the business should be able to run without you what kind of systems or processes do you think you're missing now that would be helpful for that uh, i mean i think it'd be very right now it's like i'm doing everything on the business side and for me it's just it's kind of daunting having to teach my coaches and people at the business how to do the things on the business side it's it's um that's almost harder than learning it and doing it myself you know and so I mean what would be valuable is someone that could come in and, and do that you know and uh, and teach like my my coaches kind of the business stuff as opposed to me having to go through and teach them and um but yeah I kind of does that answer the question yeah definitely I'm just curious like you know what's like the biggest bottleneck right now keeping you from more locations, a couple more. Yeah, I mean, for for example, like in this last month, I got COVID for the first time before mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. I was out for two weeks. I was like, I mean, it hit me so hard. Too late to the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what who what, what is this? It's twenty twenty two, the end of twenty twenty two, and I'm getting hit with COVID. I thought we were past that, but it was uh, it was tough and. So I was out of the gym. That was the first I've been out of the gym for more than a day, right? Since I started. And I think we lost, I mean, we lost like 15% of our members, right? And there's, there's normal attrition involved, attrition involved there, but I wasn't there to like add the members that were coming in, like, you know, uh, and trying the classes out because I was out, I was gone. Right. And since I've been back, you know, the two weeks we've been back, it's got, got it back to a little in front of where we were before. Um, so it's almost like I have to be here all the time right now to, yeah. to make this thing run. So trying yeah, to get that's to like a, 
that must have been like a huge wake up call. Like you were gone for what, maybe like a, a week or so. Week two. Two. I mean, it, it, yeah. 15% like. Oh, it came from my neck. It's trying to knock me out. <laughs> Gosh, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that must have been like, oh, wow, we need systems. We need people that can be me. I have the systems. It's just, yeah, I need to teach people how to use them. And yeah, yeah so. And then, you know, with starting a new business, running the gym, there's just, it's so, there's so many, there's so much to do and it, sometimes it uh, becomes overwhelming, but. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's the entrepreneur life for sure. Yeah. Um, before we wrap up, I want to leave on a positive note. What's your favorite part of running the business and being a gym owner? Changing people's lives. Like, you know, I, I, I open this to bring what changed my life to other people and and I, and I see it working and happening and people just becoming better versions of themselves uh like one of our mottos is better than yesterday every day you know and 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 I see that just these pe people coming in and getting stronger and healthier and happier and I uh I love that you know I'm I'm doing this for them and uh the community here as well is just really cool like big group of us yesterday like put up a christmas tree uh here at the gym wow. helped me put up lights and i was it was just like it was a lot of fun you know and yeah um so yeah i'd say yeah. that that's really cool. yeah that's a good feeling seeing people enjoy and really grab onto something that you put so much passion and effort into and, and seeing it change their lives as well that is such a good feeling. So I'm glad you get that from your business. Um, Daniel, thank you so much for everything that you've shared with us today. Before we wrap things up, tell us where can we find you? What's your website, social media, all that good stuff? Yeah, uh, my website is breachfit.com. Uh, social media is bre at breach.fitness. And uh, if you're in the Houston area, I'm on 19th Street, like just right in the heart of the Heights, 1025 West 19th Street, Houston, Texas. Awesome. I'll have to come check you out. I'm just a couple hours away. So awesome. Yeah, look forward to it. Yeah. Breach Fitness, everybody. Thank you so much, Daniel, for your time today. Really appreciate your contribution. Um, to everyone who tuned in today, I appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me on the show is Craig from Peak Performance Fitness International in Evans, Georgia. Welcome to the show, Craig. How are you doing today? Thanks. I'm doing great. How about you? Doing good, Craig. Thank you for asking. You know, Craig, I am excited to have you on here in the podcast to learn more about your gym business and what you have going on since you've been in 91. 
But before we dive into the nitty gritty business side of things, for the listeners understanding of who you are, you know, and what it is that you do, why don't you share with them what was the pushing force that got you into this gym business in the first place? Well, probably because of my background, I was born with uh, cerebral palsy on my left side. So, um, and I wore, I wore the Forrest Gump braces um, from the waist down until I was nine years old. Oh, wow. And then after that, my father made me exercise. I mean, by the time I was probably 10 or 11 years old, I could do 1500 deep knee bends, hop 500 times on each foot. And uh, so that's kind of where I, cause my father was always into fitness. And then by the time I was 12, he opened up his first gym. So it's kind of been in my blood and I really, really like it. Okay. Yeah. So really coming hard from the family tree there of just kind of not following a tradition, but just being familiar with it and you just know about it. So you just went into it. So, you know, for the listeners understanding about your business, why don't you give them your elevator pitch? So who do you serve and what do you do for your clients in terms of service offerings? I basically serve the over 50 crowd and I'm, I'm into uh, strength mobility, stability, performance. So what I'm trying to do is, is get people that are um, older, uh, more functional. Because mm -hmm. as, as you get older, you lose your strength. And when you lose your strength, you lose your mobility. And that's what happens to a lot of people. And then you start having all kinds of joint issues. So what we're trying to do is avoid a lot of that. Or I do a lot of um, prehab for people who are getting ready to get joints. And then we do the post rehab um, after they've had the joint, but we're trying to get people, uh, keep them mo mobile because mm -hmm. that seems to be a problem as people get older. They, you look around, a lot of people in walkers and canes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So mainly focusing on functional fitness and making sure that your clients are able to consistently move throughout their day-to-day -day life, you know, as they are the 50 plus community. So what kind of services do you offer them? Is it more of the one-on-one -on -one deep dive personal training or is it small group semi-private what does that look like for you no i do everything i like to do everything one-on-one -on -one so i can be there and watch each individual and what they're doing and, and monitor how they're doing each exercise um, we use everything from vibration platforms to sleds to med balls um, i have uh, electronic muscle stimulators for people who have, have uh, rehab issues um, so do a lot of that. I mean, just, and everything's put down to what the client needs. I'll run, initially what I'll do is I'll run an assessment by running a client through a series of exercises. And then by then we can tell exactly what you can and can't do. And then we model that your program around what your goals are. Okay. So mainly the one-on-one -on -one personal training side of things um, with an approach of understanding each client for what they're able to do. And then you prescribe them, you know, their solution, their training program. Uh, so I'm curious, you know, how many people are you serving right now with this business? I, I train no more than 15 people a week. Okay. I do. So, I keep it, I keep it at that, you know, and, and so I've got people that are twice a week and I got people who are three times a week, but I try to keep it so that I'm not overwhelmed. When I first started this business, Years ago, I started on Monday and I ended up on Sunday night. Yeah, working probably 12, 14 hours a day. Yeah, yeah, we're from 5.30 in the morning until 8.30, 9 o'clock at night. Grinding it out. I started taking Sundays off and I had people get mad at me when I took them. I said, I got to quit Sundays. Oh, yeah, I like my Sunday workouts. I said, yeah, but I'm getting burned out. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, that's all I was doing, getting up in the morning, working, going to bed, getting up in the morning and working. Like clockwork, day in and day out. Yeah. Yeah, you realize that you're not doing anything. So, you know, what was the, uh, what was the main thing that, well, actually, when did you decide to, you know, handle less clients so you can have more time? When was that, you know, when did that happen for you? About five years in when okay. I was just like, I'm, I'm driving to a client on a Sunday going, it was really nice out. This is when I lived in Florida and uh, I was just like, oh, no, no, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta have some time to myself. Everybody's out having a good time. My friends are calling me. I gotta go to work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, So, you know, so far with this gym business, how has it been for you? Has it been more on the, you know, actually better question here is what has been the best part about it and the worst part about it or Um, hardest, better, better phrasing is hardest. The hardest. Hmm. I don't know what the hardest thing is. I mean, I guess it's, I get frustrated when people like I, I've got a client, I've had him for I don't know, five years. I train him and his mother and uh, he can't seem to quit eating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like an up and down battle with him and his weight. And uh, that's probably the most frustrating when, you know, people know what to do and they won't do it. And no matter how much you coach them, it's it, it, they just can't seem to turn that corner and get where they need to be or flip that switch to really right. get into it and stay committed. Right. And he, you know, he, he's at the point now where, you know, this client's at a point now where he's, you know, 50 years old and pretty soon it's going to be harder and harder for him to drop mm-hmm. that weight. And uh, you know, and here his mother is 75 years old and just going great guns. You know, it's like got two new knees and just go, go, go. And, so, you know, and that's, that's, and that, you know, there, there's the good part about it. You get people come in here and they, they, uh, they're into it. They do what you ask them to do. They make great progress. They have a good time. And, uh, you know, I've made a lot of friends this way. And I've, you know, made a lot of business contact, con- contacts. So like a lot of things I do now is all word of mouth. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a website and I have, I, I put articles on my website couple times a week I put them on Facebook I put them on LinkedIn I put them you know I put them on sometimes on Twitter and you know that's how I market but a lot of it's just word of mouth um, I have um, physical therapists soft tissue people I work with orthopedic mm-hmm. surgeons and that's how I get my that's where I get a lot of my referrals okay so with the word of mouth how has your experience been with that so far so let's like get into like the numbers so how many people does that normally you know bring into your business each and every month you know, um, it might only be two or three, but that's okay. fine. Okay. I don't need any more than that. Cause I mean, I keep a pretty, I've got people that I've had for seven years. Yeah. So, so pretty, mean, yeah. uh, pretty devoted and loyal clients. Right. There. So I, you know, it's like that, you know, you got a certain amount. I may, I may keep 10 that are here all the time and then five that kind of rotate in and out. Mm-hmm. And because we're such a big, um, this is a kind of a recession-proof county that I live in. Mm-hmm. We have a huge medical. That's good to hear, especially during these times. Yeah, well, we have a big medical. We have a medical. We have a medical school here, um, a dental school. We have uh, Fort Gordon Air, um, Army Base, which is forty thousand acres. It's where all the cybers at. So all the cybers moving to the Augusta Evans area. So all those people are coming in, and you know, I live in a county where the median income is seventy-six thousand dollars. 
Yeah, that's higher than most uh, yeah. areas. The county south of us is 35. Yeah, so the uh, area is definitely a, uh, a good factor for the business and in yeah. terms of clientele. Oh, big time. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. So, you know, for the listeners and for yourself here, you know, what is the long-term goal of this business, Craig, in terms of either membership base or impact or anything? What does that look like for you personally? Well, I want to keep doing this for as long as I can. And as long as I'm having fun, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep doing it. And my, my business, my thing is, is as people, especially a lot of your retired military people come here, mm-hmm. this is like sometimes their last place to go, or they just come here and they stay. Um, so I uh, try to serve that, you know, older population and, you know, and, and it seems to be, and it keeps growing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's kind of what I want to do. I'm going to stay and I'm going to keep the, I'm going to stay. I don't really want to get any bigger. I want to mm-hmm. stay where I'm at because I enjoy what I do and mm-hmm. I make, I make plenty of money. And so um, that's kind of what I want to do. I mean, I just want to stay where I'm at, mm-hmm. keep doing what I'm doing. And, you know, as, and like I say, as long as I'm having fun. Right and you don't want to go back to the uh, times where you were working, you know, 12 hours a day, seven days a week back when uh, you first started. Um, no, because I mean, I've had clients, I've had clients that come at 530 in the morning. Yep. And, uh, you know, so, you know, I'm up at four getting ready for them. And so that's about, that's about the limit of my, uh, you know, and then I, you know, and then I'm, and I still, you know, some days I'm, you know, I get up early and then some days I'm here till, you know, I'm working till six or seven, but that's about it. And then most of the days, you know, and then you always got that free time in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, so you're able to have that little rest period with. before the next, you know, yeah. uh, round of clients come in. And, you know, and I, and what happens is a lot of time with that space that's in the middle of the afternoon is I have clients that change their appointments, mm-hmm. move in and out of that space. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of nice to have that freedom where I can, they can say, well, instead of coming at one, can I come at two or can I come at three? Yes, you can. So I, you know, I like that. I like to have that mobility to move people around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, for the aspiring gym owners who are listening to this, Craig, you know, what is that one piece of, of advice that you wish you had when you first started or that you would give to them like right now with where you're at? Do a lot of networking and be patient. Okay. The problem is, is like around here with the gyms, if you go to work for a gym, you get 10 bucks a session. Now think about that for a second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of the gym, they got one gym here. They do nothing but thirty-minute sessions, and they're charging forty, forty-five bucks for a thirty-minute session. They're giving you ten. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, you can't make any money. No, I've seen people over there doing, you know, fifty sessions a week. Well, fifty sessions a week—that's five hundred bucks a week. It's you might as well work a regular nine-to-five job if you're going to do that. I mean, it's the equivalent yeah. of money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not—you know—you're not. You know, you're not and you're busting your butt. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you know, that's, you know, the gym owners decided that, oh, personal trainers are making money and we want a piece of it. And then it got to be, we want a bigger piece, bigger piece, bigger piece, bigger piece. Because when I started out working at gyms, I paid a gym membership, mm-hmm. client paid a gym membership, and that was it. And then it got to be, well, gym membership, and then I would pay rent. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I'd give him some. And then I had one client or one Jimmy says, well, I want half of everything you make. And it's I not said, fair. Bye. And yeah. Goodbye. We're not going to, we're not going to do that. I mean, I have to, Yeah, but now you got here. Yeah. Now you got clients trying, you know, you got trainers making 10 bucks a session. You can't live off that. Well, especially in, uh, in this day and age, you're just, it's not feasible to even do that. Um, so other than networking, you know, in terms of, let's just say like the sales side, marketing side, such as that, you know, what would you have done differently if you were starting out today, you know, 25 plus years ago? Um, Back then, I would have, I have a brochure now. One side of it does the nutrition side that I do. One side has the training side that I do. And it's just, a lot, and I would just, I'd be handing those out everywhere. Health mm -hmm. food stores, you know, and I do that now. But I mean, I would have done it more of it then. Mm -hmm. I would have done more going around, you know, hitting businesses and, you know, you know, uh, in fact, one of the greatest things that I, at one time I, that I hooked up with was a guy who sold home gym equipment. So with every home gym you bought, you got a free hours training. That's a good deal. Yeah. So, I mean, if you got like, if you find, like if you're a new trainer or, and you find a, a, a fitness equipment store, like I did, I just went to the guy and I said, I'll tell you what, let's do this. Every time you sell a piece of equipment as a selling tool, you can say, Hey, you're going to get a free session with this trainer. He's going to teach you how to use all your equipment. Going to give you a free session. You know, and that's how I got it makes it time. practical. Yeah, it makes yeah, it practical. And you get clients that way. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it's an easy thing to do. And, and if you hook up with somebody like that and then, you know, and then they can always say, well, you know, hey, we've got a, you're going to get a free training session with this, you know, whether it's one or two or, you know, whatever you work out with them people, then you go in there and uh, do that. And then, shoot, I've had a lot of people go, well, when you coming back, mm -hmm. you know, the next thing you know, you got clients. Yeah. So mainly, leverage networking and building connections because that's you know a big big road to success within any kind of you know business venture yeah you hook up with per you hook up with physical therapists because after they're you're, they're done with the client then you you know they're done with their patient then you they try they'll send them over to you if they're interested in being a client so you know you mm -hmm. run a lot of times i'll just they'll bring them over and I'll bring them down to the studio. I'll, I'll run them through a few things and see what they like. And then all of a sudden they're going, well, yeah, I really like this. And then they'll come back. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So it's basically they, like, kind of like a warm handoff. It's like work with, you know, a, a different professional handoff to you, the trainer, right. hand off to someone else possibly. Yeah. It's kind of like a train reaction. I get my, my, um, my um, physician is a DO. So, and he's really into all the exercise and stuff. So he has a stack of my brochures. And then when he has somebody, I'll get a call from somebody. Well, doc, you know, Dr. Clark uh, recommended I come see you. Mm -hmm. So, and they'll come and see me and you know, whatever their issue is, and then I'll work with them. So, I mean, I, that's what I've done. I'm just kind of, you know, orthopedic surgeons. I go see them. I talk, you know, you know I try to talk to them, a physical therapist, um, you know, you know, and MDs, I mean. You just kind of make the you just kind of make those network because it does pay off in the long run. You just got to stay at it. Yeah, it it, uh, it takes consistency over a long period of time. It's kind of like a compounding thing. Like once you build that one, you know, the first connection, but the yep. second one, third one, then it goes into 10, Absolutely. 20, 30, 40, 50. Um, yep. That's Absolutely. really 
I mean, the more people, you know, the better off you are. And there's like a, there's a quote, like your network is your net worth, but in all actuality, it's true in a way. Cause if you know someone who, for example, you know, kind of like a therapist or a psychiatrist or anything of that matter, they warm hand off their client to you. You're able to leverage that and really get a lot of clients from that. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so like what happens is if I have somebody that needs, like I have a, a guy that does soft tissue work. So if I have somebody who needs that, then I refer them to him or I for, refer them over to, you know, the North Peak Sports Medicine Institute that I know about because I've had North Peak surgeries and stuff. The guys that I know are really good and really patient oriented. Uh, I just, you know, kind of, I give referrals to. I said, we know yeah, so, this guy. So again, There's it's just like the chain reaction of, of right. networking and connections. Um, but yeah, Craig, we does. are running short on time here. Okay. So before okay. we, you know, sign off, where can our listeners find you on the internet? So your website, any it's potential social performance fit.net. Okay. So email, email for you. Do what? Oh, what's your email? So they can, you know, potentially like reach out oh, to my you. My email or... is uh, B O D Y D R at comcast.net body doctor at comcast.net. Okay, cool. And what you're going to say before I uh, cut you off there. Oh, I have, and I also have a guy around here that does stem cells. So I do a lot of, I do a lot of referrals to a guy at a stem cell clinic to, for people who have bad joints and issues and stuff mm-hmm. and get a lot of results and get referrals back and forth from him now. Okay. Yeah. So it's really just group networking there. Yeah. You got to just get out and start knocking on doors. I mean, it's the old get uncomfortable, do the dirty work basically. <laughs> hey, nobody likes the cold call. No, I or mean, the, or the cold door knock where you're going to get the door shut in your face. Yeah. 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 But I mean, you know, like, you know, you just keep, you know, you hand them the brochure and if they're interested, they'll call you up and ask for more or, you know, they won't, you know, that's if not, about, they're not going that's to nice. I mean, it's a little, it's a brochure. It's about that big and it's just very easy to hand to them and, and everything's on there. And so. Yeah. Just do the, uh, do the hard work and uh, you will, you will have the dividends at one point in time. Yeah. Cause it's not, I mean, it's now being a personal trainer, it is not easy. No. It's harder. It's harder. There's it's harder so to make money, money too. Yeah. Cause when I first started out, um, I was like the only person, one of the only, one, there was like two of us. Mm-hmm. And then after that, a guy built a studio and then a guy, another guy, but you know, I was all, I was going from house to house and in the gym. So I was running all over the place. But nowadays there's thousands upon thousands upon thousands of trainers right. everywhere you look. So it's, uh, it's a very large competitive market, but yeah, Craig, I just want to thank you for hopping on the podcast today and you know sharing your story and all your learnings about being a you know personal trainer and business yeah, owner. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank 100%. you. It was a great time. Um, I think our listeners will take a lot of value from that. Um, and to everyone else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, yeah, if any trainer wants to reach out to me, yeah, you know, I'm more I'm more than welcome to answer questions. Exactly, network and uh, build connections there. But yeah, uh, listeners, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and the subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. 
The Gym Lords Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on this show is Les from Fitness 2000 in Sunderland, UK. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm good, Brooke. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for taking some time out of your day to sit down, have this conversation, give back to our fitness industry. I know gym owner life, business owner life is very hectic, so we appreciate you making time. Um, Before we really dive into the business side of what you do, give us a little bit of insight. You know, what was it that led to you going and becoming a gym owner? Uh, Well, first of all, thanks for having me on, Brooke. I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, it was basically just an opportunity that came up. So the gym fitness 2000, this current site that I own, um, came available about 10 years ago. So it was the gym that I'd always trained at. I think I'd probably trained at the gym since I was at university. Um, and the opportunity to take it over, um, came around. So naturally I thought that obviously the business was failing. So I mm-hmm. thought it, I, cause I knew the gym in and out already cause I'd trained there for quite some time. Um, I thought it. I knew where it was going wrong, and I knew I could turn it around with my with my business knowledge, basically. Okay, so you were a member of this community, and instead of seeing it, you know, go and fail, you're like, okay, I'm going to take this over and make it right. So, um, Fitness 2000, give us kind of the best elevator pitch you can of the actual business itself. Who you guys are, what sort of services that you provide all gyms are a little different. And so I want to make sure that we fully understand your business model since we're going to spend some time talking about it today. Um, so basically we're, we're a f- fully commercial gym. However, when you come in, it doesn't have that commercial feel. You're not just a number. Members aren't a number in our gym. Members are a name and a person. Um, so everyone in the gym knows each other. I mean, we have quite a lot of members, but you'll find that there isn't anybody that doesn't know anyone one way or the other hasn't dealt with someone in the past before. So it's a community, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a very beautiful, nice community. That being said, the kind of facilities we are, we're, we're a mixed martial arts facility. We're a boxing facility and we're a full on um, weights, equipment, gym um, le- um, center as well. Okay. So you've kind of got the open side where people can kind of come in and do their own thing, but then it sounds like you have some MMA and boxing. Do those take place in a class style or is it kind of like on their own? Uh, So it's a mixture. So we do have some classes, um, but at certain periods of the day, um, naturally people come in and do their own thing when there are no classes on. Okay, cool. Um, And then, you know, within this business model, kind of, you know, where you've got a little bit of everything, 
a lot of business owners with this specific model utilize personal training as a way to kind of bring in a significant amount of revenue in their business. Um, do you guys offer personal training at all? Is that um, something within the business model? Um, so that's actually something we stayed away from on purpose in terms of, so my model was to make things as, as smooth as possible, as easy as possible as from a management standpoint. And especially with our management team we have in place, I don't want them under any kind of pressure. There's no pressure on sales. There's no pressure of anything on them. As soon as they come in, they're happy-go-lucky. The basics within the gym are done. I'm happy about that. So that being said, we as, as the management or the ownership of the gym don't take direction in pushing to make sales for, um, for PTs. So the, we do have PTs. We have personal trainers. But all our pe personal trainers are self-employed. Um, so they're basically running their own businesses out of our site. And one thing I'm proud about is that we do not charge our PTs rent for using our facility. As long as they're a member of the gym and they're fully qualified and insured, they're welcome to come and use our facility. That being said, again, what that has helped us do is increase our membership portfolio because now we have a, a large variety of um, PTs who are now bringing members to our gym. So we don't have this, the... We don't have to push for sales. The PTs do that for us. Okay. So really you guys are not paying rent following kind of that barbershop model is what we call it over here in the States where, you know, the trainers are paying for their spots. Um, yeah. You're not doing that. All you require is that the trainee has a gym membership yes. at the facility. Is that kind of how you've always done thing or things or what led you to making that decision um, within the, the business model itself? Um, like I said earlier, just ease and ease of management and um, reduction of pressure on our staff to be out there and make sales, 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 sales. It's not how I want to operate. I want people to come to work and be happy to come to work, not feel that they have numbers to um, or targets to hit. They just come in and they do the basics within the gym. The management does the basics of the day-to-day -day operations of the gym, make sure the gym's clean, tidy, happy-go-lucky and friendly. And that's that's my remit for our management team. Interesting. Um, I, I think my uh, opinion on that like is a little bit different. And I think it's because maybe I worked in a facility when I was doing that where there was really no pressure behind the sales. It was just like, hey, if you sell a personal training package, we'll incentivize you, but you don't have to sell. Like yeah. I've heard of in some of the big box style gyms, it's like, hey, you need to sell this many PT packages a month to be on quota. Um, I think it's all about how we approach it. But it sounds like that's worked for you if you've been doing it since 2013. You've been doing it yeah. that way. So, so something's working there. Um, so to kind of look at the membership piece, do you offer just one standard membership or are there different tiers, different levels to the memberships that you offer? It's just one standard membership. Okay. And that gives them full access to the, the gym? Uh, full access to the gym um, for the times we're open. Um, yes. And use it. Basically, they've got free, it's, it's freeholder across the gym. Okay. Gotcha. And within that kind of membership, how many active members would you say that you guys have? Uh, right now, we probably have about eight. I haven't checked recently, probably 800 to 1,000. Okay. And what's the square footage of the facility? Uh, 10,000. Okay. 
So that's pretty much, you know, on target. We like to say like a hundred people per a thousand square feet. So that's really close to that kind of industry average kind of target numbers. Are you in a comfortable position or ideally would you guys like to grow and take on more members? Um, I think at the moment we're in a comfortable position. Everybody always wants to grow naturally. Um, but because of my background and I'm not just a gym lord, <laughs> as you guys call it, um, I'm actually not actively trying to push. We have a lot of members at our gym who train there for free. So we give um, veterans uh, free membership to our, to our facility, like a lifetime free membership to our facility. So we're not always just actively, we're in a very comfortable position where the gym operates well and looks after itself. So we don't really feel we need to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. But that's because of my background, basically. It's, um, like I said, because I've got other businesses, I don't feel this business has to grow and grow and grow. And at what stage do you decide, right, I, I want to stop or, or I want to keep making more money or pushing the business even bigger? Like I said, we had another site which, which we sold, um, but it was that getting to that position where the business just becomes a stress. And I didn't want that in my life. If the business could, if the business could continue to grow without the added stress, is that something that you would want or not? Um, yes, if I could get, what you'll always find is, is staffing. Staffing is always an issue. Management is always an issue. So if you want to be hands-on, like I'm lucky to be in the position now where I'm totally hands-off. So if, you want, if I wanted to be hands-on, I could grow the business across the country. Um, but I'm the point because of my other businesses, I'm at the point where I don't really want to be hands on with this business. Um, so naturally, I think and I've experienced it before where staffing was an issue with my, our second site. Staffing was a serious, serious issue, um, really unreliable staff. I think we went through about three or four managers in the period of time that we had that site and they were just so unreliable. So I thought, well, once we got the gym to where that site to where it needed to be financially, um, then we package it up and then moved it on. Okay. Yeah. I mean, staffing is a big, a big challenge for most people that I talk to in this industry. It's kind of something that I hear almost every time that I'm on the podcast is just the challenge of staffing. And I mean, especially post pandemic, it's even more difficult to find the proper staff if we're looking to move forward. But I always just kind of wanted to ask, you know, it sounds like you're pretty content with where you're at now, but I have like such a, my mentality is like the why not more mentality. So like, even when I'm doing really great, I'm like, okay, well, what's next? So that's kind of why I asked that question there. Um, um, yeah, I get, I get you. I mean, do you run other businesses? My main hustle is the gym. That's right. what, that's what yeah. I do. Yeah. So you're probably in the position where you can probably have several gyms ac across the States, you know, so because that's what you want to focus on. Um, but with me, it's more of a, a, a that specific site of Fitness 2000. For me personally, it's just a, a passion of mine because I, I train there. So I'm happy to be there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my next question here would be kind of looking at the business. What would you consider to be the biggest challenge that you've faced? And what did you do to overcome that? Competition. So for some reason, uh, about so about 10 years ago, a decade ago, when we took over that site, um, all of a sudden, all the national chains decided they wanted to come to Sunderland. 
So in the last 10 years, we've had some of the, they've always been independent gyms around us, similar gyms to ours, similar sizes, similar kind of ownership where it's been owned by a local person. And you probably have a good rapport um, in the community with other gym owners. All of a sudden, you have um, these national chains. We've got three, four, five hundred gyms across the country. All decided they wanted to come to Sunderland for some reason. Um, and Sunderland is a city of only, I think, it's 350,000 people, maybe, maybe a bit more now. Um, so competition was a serious problem, and still is a serious problem as we speak. There's another two gyms um, about to open within commercial size, large facilities. Um, about to open within probably a mile or a mile and a half to two miles from us. So where we are, we're probably just circled by large scale national chains, commercial gym chains. Um, on top of that, you have a lot of other small independent gyms, probably like yours, who have only just recently started opening in the last maybe four or five years, the CrossFit gyms, um, the studio spaces. So naturally that's competition as well. But what we do find is, that you get these, we have no issue with the smaller smaller businesses trying to make a living, smaller units trying to make a living. But what we do find is you get these national chains, they come to Sunderland and they decide, they don't just want to come and set up business, they decide they want to come and kill the smaller businesses, the independently owned businesses like yours and mine um, by offering ridiculously cheap memberships, hoping that they kill off our memberships, our members move to them, and eventually businesses like ours have to close. But we've been lucky where we survive because we're a community. People know when they go to these new sites, these um, commercial um, chain sites, they're just a number. You don't get that personal feel of meeting the owner, of meeting management who've been there for 20 years, of, um, of the members who've been there for 20 years from the, from the day we opened. So how, how I would say for anybody running a small scale gym, you want to compete against a large scale gym, it has to have a family feel. It has to be home. It has to be everybody walks in and it's high Les, high Jill, high Brooke. High, you have to have that feeling make it, to make it a community because these um, commercial gyms, these chain gyms aren't a community. They are just, like you say, they're just 100% a business and about killing smaller gyms and making as much money as they can. Good on them, which is good. It's not an issue. I'm a business person, so I understand that. But um, I just don't understand the philosophy of trying to kill other gyms by charging nine ninety nine memberships, nine pound. Even at some at one point, some one of our local, um, sorry, at one point, one of the chain gyms dropped their membership down to eight pound ninety nine, which is like a month, which is absolute ridiculous. And you can tell what they're doing is going to war. Basically, that's what they're trying to do. But we've been lucky where. They don't, it, it, yeah, we do, we have had customers go and experience the other gyms and just to test it out, right, sparkly new gym, wow, look at this, but they always come back with, what we find is they always come back because they want the community feel of a gym like, probably like mine and yours. Yep. Yeah, no, I definitely get you there. That's something that I hear pretty commonly on the podcast, you know, no matter where you are in the world right now, there's these ton of these like kind of chain commercial style gyms popping up everywhere on every corner here in, in uh, central Florida they are literally everywhere yeah. um and you know they're charging ten dollars a month in our facility we charge 199 a month and so for somebody from the outside who doesn't understand 
the value in joining a gym like ours versus going to a $10 a month gym, they're going to choose the cheaper option. Yeah. I think it's about how we market and advertise ourselves to get people to understand, you know, the difference in the community at your gym versus going there and just being a number. What does your advertising and marketing efforts for the gym look like? Um, you know, how do you establish yourself in the market? <laughs> well, like <laughs> you, you, your point of view, my point of view of things, you probably think I'm absolutely crazy. We, we, the, the only marketing we do is the videos I take when I'm in training. Occasionally, I'll take a quick video on my iPhone um of of what's going on in the gym and i'll chop it down to about a 20 or 30 second video reel and i put it on our facebook page or our instagram page or our um a tiktok page and that's as much marketing as we do for our site which we've been very lucky so we don't push we don't fly here we don't push we don't do radio adverts we tried the radio adverts and the newspaper spreads um when we initially took over when i initially took over about 10 years ago uh, probably did that for maybe a year or two. Didn't really see much back from it. Um, so I think with Facebook and Instagram, I think that's where we do the majority of our marketing. But we don't have nothing's professionally done. Everything's done basically. Like I said, when I am in, I'll take a video. If I'm out of the country, um, one of the staff will take a video, chop it up, and then upload it to our uh, our page. Just basically, and the videos we do basically shows exactly what's going on within our facility in a short 10, 15, 20 second clip. And I think it, it does go do quite well for us. And that's all organically posted on social media, all right? organic, yes, yeah. Well, I mean, something's working for you. So keep, keep it up. Um, now, next question for you here, and I'm, I'd be interested to hear your perspective on this, being that you're somebody who has many other businesses um, you know, if, if you could have a magic wand, all your dreams, all your goals for this specific business came true, what would that picture look like for you? Um, have Fitness 2000 across the nation, but have the exact same members we have and the exact same management team that we have. And that would be that would be the dream, you know, and then I literally no stress because that facility at the moment brings me no stress. I have fantastic management. Um, our manager who's been there, she's been there from day one, from inception um, in, I think it was 2000. So the gym has been open for 22 years. Um, she's been there from day one and she knows every customer in and out, old and new. So like I said, it's all down to management, really. Um, if I could get a similar team together, I'd be more than happy to grow the, the business across the nation. Yeah. How did you find this team to begin with? Um, very much organic. Same thing. Like I said, we're very much a community. So Lynn, the manager, current manager, she's been there for 22 years since inception of the gym. Um, obviously, when I took over, when my company took over, we kept her on naturally. And every other staff that's ever worked there or currently works there, we've all been organically employed through friends or friends or ex-members -mem becoming staff and um or friends of members becoming staff uh, and lynn at the moment her husband works at the gym as well uh so it's just been very very organic we don't advertise for staff we don't we don't have like a, a roll call or anything it's just everything's organic within this gym we've been very extremely it all sounds too good to be true but we've just, we've just been extremely extremely lucky we haven't had the headaches yeah i think that that's i mean that's great 
I always tell people too, like when it comes to hiring, some of like our best hires have been internal, like members of the gym that we saw that were extremely dedicated to what it is that they do like within the gym. And then we present them the opportunity to come on board and then they end up being like our best coach or our best salesperson. Um, And so I definitely love the idea of kind of that community-based hiring and hiring organically within what you have. Now, last but not least here, give us a word of advice that you wish you had known when you first took over this gym. Something I wish I'd known. Um, that's a hard one. Give me an example of something you wish you knew before you took over your, before you set up your facility. I mean, there are lots of things. Um, I think because I had a business background and I studied hospitality in college, I thought, oh yeah, this is going to be easy. I'm going to know everything. But a lot of the things that they teach you in business college um, do not even pertain to this industry specifically. And I think that there's like no level of education that is going to set you up for knowing everything to do when it comes to operating a gym. And so that's kind of like the number one thing that I always, you know, wish somebody had told me because you definitely do not need, um, a college degree to do this but I thought that oh yes this is going to be so so important but I really haven't used it at all yes I think I think um you're 100% right it you don't need a degree I I initially started off with a a degree in business and marketing Um, I did that for a year and then I changed to media and to film and media production so right now, everything I do has got absolutely nothing to do with anything that I do, <laughs> other than the odd videos I make for social media for our gym pages. Um, but that being said, university, college, school can never get you ready for any business. You have to be hands-on. And don't you think there's something in it when it says that those who can't teach? So if someone is teaching you business, why aren't they out there running their own businesses, very successful businesses? You have to be 100% hands-on. And I would say, so So that being said, um, obviously I already had a, a really good business background of being a hands-on business background from after I finished university. While I was at university, I had my own, a couple of businesses, small businesses running. Um, so you just have to be hands-on and you'll never know until you go in. Mm. That's the only advice I'd give anybody. You just have to go in because you'll never, ever, ever know until you go in. You have to be in it, you know, to win it, as they say. But if you don't go in, you'll just never know. And no amount of education you get anywhere in the world will have you ready for any business until you're physically in. All the hurdles that come. Everybody has a different hurdle. The hurdles, yeah, we're both in the same industry, but the hurdles you've come across will be totally different from mine. I'm sure there's some issues I could ring you about and say, oh, do you know about this? And you wouldn't have a clue. And vice versa, you'd ring me and say, have you experienced this? And I'd be like, no, no, I've never experienced it. Or you'll experience something and come to me and go, oh, yeah, I've experienced that. And it's this is the way to get over it. It's actually simpler than you think. So that is, um, that's all I'd say really on that is you, you don't know until you do it. Definitely. I appreciate you sharing that with us. Definitely very insightful from somebody who's been doing this a while. Where can our listeners go if they are interested in learning more about what you do online? Um, so we have, uh, uh, I think our Instagram page is at Fitness 2000 Sunderland. Um, Facebook page is also at Fitness 2000 Sunderland. Our uh, website is fitness2000gym.co.uk. 
Um, I think that's and same on TikTok or on TikTok as well at Fitness Two Thousand Sunderland. Awesome. Can I ask you one question just before you go, Brooke? Yeah. So, why did you go into the business? You studied business. You could have gone into any other business. Why the fitness industry? And how long happened, have you been in the industry for? Yeah, it kind of happened by accident. I studied hospitality in college with the hopes to always work for the Walt Disney Company. That's what I wanted to do ever since I was like six years old. So I got the degree and as soon as I got my degree, I moved from Maine where I grew up and lived my entire life down to Orlando to work for Disney. Um, left my family behind 2000 miles away and came here to work for Disney. And I was doing that until the pandemic happened. The pandemic happened, Disney shut down. Everybody lost their jobs. And so I needed to find a new career path. And I'm not the type of person to just kind of sit around and wait. I was a member at this CrossFit gym um, the opportunity presented itself for me to take over. And so, oh, similar. Okay. Yeah. Wow. and so that's kind of like how I got here. And I realized like, Hey, you know, I can still do the hospitality thing in this industry. Um, this is a relationship building business, very similar to the hospitality industry. Yeah. And I get to, you know, stay healthy while doing it. And so that's kind of what led to me being here. Yeah, yeah. And so I only have been doing this since 2020. Um, but I'm very, very happy that this is where I ended up. What are your goals on expansion and why are you not expanding yet? Yeah, I mean, my goal now is to focus more along the like business side and helping other business owners. And so that's kind of why I decided to come over here on the, the podcast and speak with other gym owners kind of all around the world um, about what they're doing, what's working for them, what's not working for them. And if I have any ideas that could be valuable to them through conversation, that's kind of like my goal with, with this. So that's kind of where I would like to go and continue expanding this. So, so who, who, who set up this Gym Lord podcast? Who's, who's in the background? Yeah, so we actually have an awesome um, parent company. They uh, are they started this um, back in 2021, Gym Launch. Um, they work with fitness business owners to help them grow and scale okay, think, uh, their business. Okay. And I think so I know Jim Launch. I think it's, it's the guy and the, the girl, the husband and wife. Yep, Alex yeah. Ramosi and Layla. Yep, yeah. that's them. Um, but yeah, they started this and it's really wonderful to be a part of it and be a part of like the entertainment piece. And, you know, anybody can listen to this all around the world and hopefully apply something into what it is that they do. But let's thank you for being here today. I really, really appreciate it. Listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget guys, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, please hit like, and subscribe. And if you would like to join us here at the gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. We will get in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.